Freedom from Olympia, the official podcast of the Senate Freedom Caucus. I'm Tracy Ellis. Federal COVID stimulus money ought to go to where it will do the most good for the people of the state, according to the Senate Freedom Caucus. They propose a freedom fund that would invest in people and not be used to prop up bureaucracy or reward political special interest groups. Senator Doug Erickson. We're here to talk about uh, our view about what should happen with the approximately $15 billion the state of Washington shall receive from the $1.9 trillion uh, stimulus package passed in Washington, D.C. And just to be clear, I, I think that the $1.9 trillion is, is a bloated piece of legislation that came out of Washington, D.C. It shouldn't have happened the way it did. Um, it's going to put our, our country at risk going forward, and our kids are going to have to pay for it. But at the same time, if we do receive this $15 billion, I think we need to spend it wisely to invest in the people of Washington State, not invest in the bureaucracy of Washington State. And so the Freedom Caucus has put together the, uh, the Freedom Fund proposal, and I'll let each of the individuals talk about uh, different components of it. But just to stress, you know, one of the key components that the Freedom Caucus put forward earlier was a transportation package that Senator Fortunato has been promoting to use the sales tax on cars and trucks to fund roads. Uh, the response has been, well, that takes money from the general fund. Well, we can now backfill the general fund with this $15 billion and invest in our roads without raising taxes. And I'll let Senator Fortunato talk about that in a second. The other aspect that we're going to talk about today through the Freedom Fund is how we can invest in things that make the lives of people of Washington State better. Uh, for example, we could use the money to uh, eliminate the day-use fee at state parks forever, cut camping fees in half, reduce hunting and fishing license fees in half in Washington State. Uh, we can also use it to invest in parks and trails that people want, and also looking for a way to invest this money in school choice to allow parents greater flexibility on how and where their kids are educated, particularly during this time that's been declared an emergency by our governor due to the pandemic, and also looking for ways to make one-time investments to help out people uh, in the DD community and also to help out uh, different aspects of that with one-time money. So. The key thing is, as this $15 billion comes in, that we spend it responsibly to invest in the people, not invest in the government, and not create a massive bow way that'll just, bow way that'll just lead to more taxes in the future. So, uh, Senator Patton, let's uh, go to you, then we'll let Senator Fortunato talk about the, uh, the transportation aspects of it. Well, thank you so much, Senator Erickson. I think the priorities that we're putting forward today are not just the priorities of the Freedom Caucus, but are the priorities of the citizens uh, of the state of uh, Washington. Uh, this plan uh, really reflects what the families, employers, workers, and communities of our state want. They want the opportunity to send their children to the best possible school that works for them, whether it's a charter school, whether it's the public school, or whether it's a private school, or whether they want to homeschool their children. They need to have those opportunities and a lot of them have chosen that during this pandemic. I think one of the biggest disappointments of the pandemic was the failure of Governor Inslee to involve the legislature as an equal branch of government. The Freedom Caucus especially uh, was vigilant and persistent in calling for a special session going back to last May and every month up until the beginning of our current legislative session this January. I agree with Senator Erickson, we want this one-time money spent wisely, invested in one-time uses. It will not set us up for a huge tax increase in the future. And the fact this money coming in negates completely 
this push for an income tax that passed the Senate by one vote, 25-24. There's absolutely no need for that. And out of the $15 billion, as much as $8 billion uh, is something that the legislature can control on how it's spent. So, uh, and one of the other great priorities that we have is improving our transportation system without tax increases. And for that, I'm gonna turn it over to Senator Fortunato. Thank you, thank you, Senator Pannon and uh, Senator Erickson. You know, uh, 22 years ago, I ran this exact same bill that said, we need to provide an inflation-linked funding source, something that's going to fund inflation, uh, fund transportation that would automatically compensate for inflation every year. Uh, and uh, that was 1999, and the state's portion of the sales tax was 6.5%. And the uh, budget was $26 billion, and the amount of money for uh, sales tax was $512 million. Now, the budget's somewhere in the vicinity of $58 billion, and the sales tax from the sale of motor vehicles is now $2.3 billion per biennium. So, they, but the state's portion or the state's portion of the sales tax has not increased. Yet, the amount of revenue that's available. Uh, for transportation increased uh, because people are going to buy more cars, they're going to buy more expensive cars. If raising the gas tax was the solution, you would have thought after raising it five or six times that we would have solved the problem. So taking that existing sales tax from the sale of motor vehicles, money that taxpayers are already spending, and putting that into the transportation system um, you know, to give them the quality transportation that we need, uh, seems like a no-brainer. Everybody talks about, you know, transportation is the lifeblood of our economy. That's what I say. And we are a sales tax-driven state. In order to get more revenue, you need to sell more stuff. Pretty simple. Well, in order to sell more stuff, we are an import-export state. We, we export a tremendous amount, keeping our ports competitive. You need to have a good transportation system. And when they sold the 11.9 cent gas tax, they told taxpayers, if you raise your taxes, we'll do all this great stuff and it will give you so much an economic benefit. So I asked nonpartisan staff to give me an analysis using that same metrics. Take that same metrics that they sold the 11.9 cent gas tax and apply that to the sales tax from the sale of motor vehicles. And it turns out if you did that, you would get $54.4 billion in economic growth. Well, that's money that then comes back into the general fund. If you took that money, and remember, when you're taking existing revenue, you're keeping that money in taxpayers' pockets, and they are investing it, they're putting it in the bank, they're, they're buying things, you would, in effect, return $4.6 billion just from the sales tax from people going out and spending that money. And I want to talk a little bit about school choice. I had a bill that said, if you send your kid to public school or private school or homeschool, that you should be able to get a property tax reduction equal to the amount of the school levy. That would allow you to take that money and invest it in your child's education the way that you wanted. Now, again, people are going to turn around and they are going to say, isn't that a hit on the general fund? And my response is, if every parent that sent their kid to private school and homeschool sent their kid to public school, the state would be bankrupt. 
These people are saving us a tremendous amount of money. You could not educate all the children that are currently being educated in private school and homeschool if they put them into the uh, public school system. Just you have to build more schools, hire more teachers, etc. It would uh, the K twelve uh, education spending is already fifty percent in the budget. So some of these ideas are taxpayer friendly. We're taking that money. We're asking taxpayers to send money to Olympia. It is our obligation to spend that money wisely and not tax them to death. So thank you. Excellent. Thank you, Senator Fortunato. And, and also to stress in the proposal that we're putting forward, it also includes, of course, uh, funds going to um, vaccination for the people of Washington State who want to receive the COVID vaccination, paying for that, paying for the health departments and the directly related costs of, of COVID response in certain areas, and also putting money out there to help out the people who were severely impacted by the closures and those people in particular who were, who were fined by the Department of Labor and Industries or other, other groups out there. So it does encompass all those other activities also. And as Senator Padden pointed out, there could be up to $8 billion of money that's more flexible. Um, I believe there's even more money than that than flexible in this particular proposal if the state wants to do so. Uh, we do have the ability to uh, push back on the feds in terms of how we spend you know, many of these funds. But as we know, um, if we don't have a clear and concise plan for how we're going to spend the money, obviously it'll get eaten up by the bureaucracy in Olympia because one thing the bureaucracy here in the swamp is good at doing is spending a lot of money to get nothing accomplished. And that's why we need a clear plan to get the money out of Olympia, into the pockets of the people of Washington State, as much as possible directed directly back to them, and also with key investments that will prevent the need for future tax increases, such as the transportation proposal, things that help directly like school choice for parents who are going through that and things that will not create a bow wave that will cause a tax increase in the future. So we believe this is a solid proposal that the people of Washington state will support. And we believe if you put it up for a vote against other proposals that'll be coming forward this week, the people of Washington would, would clearly choose uh, the proposal that the Freedom Caucus is putting forward. We're looking forward to making this proposal uh, public so the people can see the details of it and be able to weigh in and support. And obviously this is a proposal to the public and we encourage the public to participate in the process, weigh in and uh, let your thoughts be heard in terms of how you believe this money should be spent. And again, just to reiterate, um, if I was in Washington DC, this wouldn't have been the proposal, the 1.9 trillion that I would have put forward, but we find ourselves in the situation where the money is coming and we have to spend it wisely. And we have to spend it, I believe, directly on the people of Washington State in ways that will benefit their everyday life, improve our quality of life, and build tangible assets that will make our communities stronger, healthier, and more enjoyable into the future. And, and I just wanted to add again that uh, with so many people hurting economically from the shutdown that the governor ordered, so many people out of work for such a long period of time, this is about the worst time I can think of to be raising taxes. And there really was not a need for it previously because our revenue has grown over 7% this biennium. But now with this additional $15 billion in stimulus funds, it actually shuts down in my mind the discussion about all these tax proposals that are here in Olympia, especially uh, the income tax proposal that's over in the house right now. But we've had proposals to raise uh, the tax uh, on soda pop uh, and all sorts of proposals that will raise the tax on gasoline and, and on and on and on it goes. That should be shut down as a result of this. Now, 
And, and if I could dovetail with what Doug said on the $1.9 trillion, I said, you know, people tend to think that, well, you know, this is federal money. Well, yeah, but you have to remember that all the money that the state and the federal government gets comes from the same taxpayers' wallets. So it's, it's our money. It is we are responsible for that. And the best thing we feel is to keep that money in taxpayers' wallets. However, if it is coming to us, regardless whether we want it or not, it is our obligation to spend it wisely and return as much of that money to the taxpayers' pockets as possible. I'm Trace Yellis, and this has been Freedom from Olympia, the official podcast of the Senate Freedom Caucus. 